Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie Thursday morning, the 7th of April. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reid on LMFM. We'll start today, as usual, with COVID. Well, if we're not talking about COVID these days, we seem to be talking about vaccinations. Teachers hold their annual conference this week and the controversy over vaccinating by age instead of profession is dominating. The three unions, the INTO, the TUI and the ASTI are expected to back motions today paving the way for industrial action that is unless the government changes its vaccination policy. Joe McKeown is the incoming president of the INTO. He's on the line with us uh, this morning and good morning to you Joe. I'm reading reports uh, that there's to be uh, an adopted joint wording for the three unions. What can you tell us about that word? Yes, I can tell you that the wording is going to have two different sections to it, really. It's going to, first of all, commit the three teacher unions to work together to seek a resolution uh, to the issue. But it's also going to uh, commit the three teacher unions to balloting for industrial action if that becomes necessary and if there is no resolution. Um, And those are the key parts to it. Uh, And uh, hopefully the three teacher unions will all be on the same page um, by 10 o'clock this morning. All right. And at what stage do you decide there's no prospect of resolution? Uh, the schools uh, won't be back till the 12th. Yeah, well, I suppose the first thing to say to, to all of your listeners uh, is that schools will reopen on Monday. Um, nothing that is happening this week uh, is going to prevent schools from reopening on Monday. Um, and we obviously feel that if we can get an opportunity to sit down with the government uh, and over the next couple of weeks uh, to, to, to work out some sort of resolution, which will ensure that schools stay open for the remainder of the school year. That's our objective. Um, But certainly, you can take it for sure. Next Monday, schools will reopen after the Easter holidays, and I think everybody will be glad about that. Okay, and if there is to be a a vote, at what stage will that decision be taken? That is, if there's to be a vote on industrial action? Yeah, well, I suppose what what we're anxious to do at this point is we're not going to say and set a deadline date uh, for when discussions might, must conclude. Uh, I think that if the government engage with us in good faith, then we will work as hard as we can to come to a resolution as quickly as we can. Uh, but trying to set a deadline right now at this point, I think, would be unfair on ourselves and on the government 
Um, I think this week we're all setting out our position and the government is saying what it believes and we're, we're saying why we think that the, 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 the original vaccination plan should have been uh, kept. Um, and I think then next week it's about saying, well, let's see, can we find a resolution? And we're committed to doing that. Okay, but the holidays uh, are, are not far away. The end uh, of well, May for, for the secondary schools and yeah. to the end of July then, obviously, for the primary schools. Yeah, well, for primary schools, we certainly have 11 to 12 weeks. Uh, and, that, and I suppose, you know, no more than any other workers throughout the country, there there is an awful lot of uncertainty for us all in relation to the vaccination rollout. Mm. And I think that a, a bit of clarity around that, I think, uh, whether you're a teacher or an SNA or a member of the community, I think we'd all like now at this point uh, to have some sort of indication of is you know what, what are the indicative dates. Uh, I think it's really really important, and I think everybody would acknowledge that uh, teachers uh, and people working in schools generally uh, will will need to know that they they are going to be vaccinated before the new school year starts, uh, and we need to get some clarity about when and how and in what order that's going to happen. Mm. I think the hope is uh, that everybody, more or less, will be vaccinated before uh, September, or at least towards the end of September. Yes, and I think that that, that that's, it was something we expected. I think one of the problems with last week's announcement was that it caught everybody by surprise. I mean, this day mm. last week, it, we had no indication that there was going to be such a change. And the, 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 the change was made, and it was made without proper explanation. Um and and also without any clarity as to its impact on timelines. Uh, and as we look at it, uh, it certainly doesn't look as though it would have our members vaccinated before September uh, under the new process. But we really need to get down and engage with government. And there needs to be mm. communication. I mean, whatever, no matter what side people are on in this uh, discussion, I think everybody would accept that last week, the lack of communication inter- uh, on such an important message at such an important time, uh, was something that could not be defended. But you're not ruling out industrial action or what form that action might take in this term. And you're saying no, that... I, there I, I, I would be very clear on it, uh, uh, Michael, and say that, uh, you know, we would certainly need to see, uh, not necessarily see people being vaccinated, but we would like to have from the government a very, very clear indication of how the vaccination program is going to work for teachers, mm. what the timelines are. And if that doesn't happen, I think very certainly we're not putting any dates in relation to industrial action and uh, certainly it could happen. Or, uh, or, or uh, what form that action would take. You're not ruling out closing the schools before uh, this term is out. Uh, no, I mean, that, that, that is something the three teacher unions will, will sit down to discuss, I suppose, in fairness to, to the delegates to our congresses. The first thing we have to do is get their authority to actually ballot for industrial action, and then we move on to the next stage after that. But we're at the consultation phase here. I think it's important to stress too, and I know mm. people want to. You know, you're perfectly right, and your listeners are wondering. You know, will schools be closed during the course of the year? That's an important message. But the most important message for parents today is: schools will open on Monday. Everybody who's going into those schools on Monday is committed to keeping them open, and the real necessity now is for the government to indicate to us that, yes, they will sit down with us and discuss how we can jointly resolve this issue. Uh, so older teachers, more vulnerable teachers, any particular professional worker in terms of age will be vaccinated more quickly under this model. Do you accept that older teachers will get vaccinated quicker 
because of the way this is to be approached now by way of age rather than profession. So instead of waiting for young guards to get vaccinated, uh, <laughs> for example, which would slow the process down, uh, it'll push uh, those teachers who are in their 40s or their 50s up the list. Well, I think, first of all, we would, we would share, we have a similar view to the guards uh, on this particular issue. Uh, and, and the answer to the question is yes, I can tell you quite, quite clearly. As a, as, as a teacher with a daughter who's a teacher, Yes, it does put me perhaps a little ahead of her. But the fact of the matter is the risk to her, uh, to my daughter and to any 27-year-old teacher who's in a room with 27 pupils who aren't wearing masks indoors for six hours per day, the risk to that person of catching COVID is the same as the risk to me. And all teachers, regardless of age, want all of our colleagues to be given equal protection. We know uh, that the older, older you are, the more vulnerable you are to illness and mortality. So it's it's fairer in, in that respect on an age basis uh, and doesn't distinguish between one profession versus another. The exposure uh, is greater than somebody who isn't in such a, an environment and uh, the risk of catching COVID probably greater as a, a result of that, yeah. as you say. Mm-hmm. But the consequence of catching COVID is not the same for a young person as it is for an older person. Do you accept that? Well, well, there's no question about it that that what you say is true. But what is also true is that the government has declared that schools are an essential service which must be kept open. And unless, no more than with the hospitals, if you don't keep the staff in the essential services safe from COVID, then they will inevitably uh, contract COVID and it will impact on the service. If you want to keep schools open, you have to protect the people who work on them. And you know, all we're saying is mm. this was the plan in January. There is no new science coming in. All of the information you were given mm. there, we knew in January. A plan was set out. It said very clearly, this is the order. The nursing People in nursing homes first, people with underlying conditions mm. next, people in healthcare settings, uh, working healthcare settings alongside those. And after that, uh, we would look at people in education settings. And for some reason, Young teachers were now told, you go to the very, very bottom mm. of the queue without explanation. And we're saying that's not acceptable. But that, that, that is the explanation, isn't it? And some would say it's a reasonable argument to say that, you know, there's two choices, which is uh, the lesser of the two evils. And if you had to pick, you probably would say, well... Uh, as terrible as it is, I would prefer a young teacher to catch COVID and be off work for a couple of weeks than an older person who's working from home catching COVID and dying from it. Yeah, and I suppose, you know, the, 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 there's two parts to the, the answer to that. I mean, first of all, the decision about what way to do it was made in January and nothing changed. And well, well, the only thing that changed, and it's not mentioned so much by the government now, is that because of some of the issues related to the improper rollout of the vaccination process, it seems, and the government initially were saying, that this is a simpler method. And it is our view that the government are going a simpler route, which is not necessarily the best route. And I would say certainly uh, very clearly that a person who is able to work from home is safer, no matter what age they are, than a person who has to go into a room with 27 other people. And we must protect the person who is at the greater risk. And I think no matter how vulnerable you are or how old you are, if, if you're 55 or 45 
and you can work from home, you're safer than a worker who has to go into a room who's 27 and has to go into a room with 27 other people who aren't wearing masks. Um, and I think that's a reasonable position as well. Um, but I think that, look, I don't think the Minister for Education wants to be having this argument with us, nor we having this argument with her. And I think the important thing is for us to sit down, to listen to each other, and to come forward with a way of resolving it so that we can all keep the schools open. Critically, we have learned, even from cohort four, that where you don't have clear databases identifying categories of workers, you run the risk of actually slowing down the vaccination program, particularly as higher volumes of vaccines come into the country. So the health service executive has been looking at this from an operational point of view, and they feel this is a much more effective, uh, faster model, which will facilitate uh, and accelerate a rollout of the vaccines. Do you accept what the Taoiseach said, which is that more people would be vaccinated quicker by taking this uh, approach, and the more people who are vaccinated, the safer all of us are? Well, I certainly agree, and we'd all agree that the more people who are vaccinated, the better. And I I would always have felt that every time I see somebody uh, getting a vaccination, I feel safer myself, and I think that's important uh, for us to know that. In relation to what the Taoiseach said about this will happen quicker, I suppose that's the challenge. We have seen no evidence from the government yet as to how much quicker it will happen or what impact it will have on the the timelines. And that's one of the things that needs to be clarified. Because I think, you know, if if there was a, a, a calendar produced that says, here are the weeks that you're going to get the vaccination, this is when all people, I think the whole country would be delighted with that. But you know and I know that the vaccination process, the one thing that has happened to it all of the time since the beginning of January is that it has changed and it has changed for the worse with every change that we've heard and a lot of reassurance will be needed to uh, confirm that what the Taoiseach has said is actually true. He needs to show us that. You're speaking to me this morning, Joe McKeown, as uh, the incoming president. Uh, later today, you'll become the president of uh, the INTO and uh, you'll be leading uh, the representation for primary school teachers over the course of uh, the coming years. Uh, how would uh, you uh, consider relations uh, between your members, your trade union and the government at the moment? Has uh, there been some trust lost as a result of what's happened over the course of the last week? Well, uh, I'd be representing the 50,000 teachers in the Republic and in the North, so we'll be dealing actually with two governments, which uh, I'm very proud to say. Um, But in relation to to our own uh, relationship with the Department of Education, is obviously the department we we deal with most of the time, Uh, and I would have to say that notwithstanding uh, the the, the issues we had in January, there's a good working relationship, Uh, and I think that we appreciate the fact the Minister actually came to our conference yesterday. I mean, we're, we're broadcasting it from a hotel in, in, in Kildare, which she actually came and took her antigen test, the same as, as the rest of us had to do in the morning time. Um, and we appreciate that she spoke to us. She said that she understood our, understood our disappointment. Uh, she very clearly said she disagreed with our position. Um, but I have no doubt that uh, uh, we will certainly be able to have a working relationship. And I think we will have a very full uh, and a very frank discussion in the, in the coming days. And I really hope we do find a resolution. OK, well, thank you very much indeed uh, for speaking to us uh, this okay, morning. And best of much. luck to you uh, uh, as uh, you become the president of uh, the Irish National Teachers' Organisation uh, later on today. 
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 